Why do you suck at producing? And what you allow to come in your mind controls your fucking heart. A man's word right now doesn't mean shit. Imagine if you just have that in your life. You have the truth and you have honor. That everything that comes out of your fucking mouth, you do it. That you do the shit that you said you're gonna do. Hello, welcome back to the Warrior Week podcast. I am Coach Max. This is our coach, Coach Sam. How are you doing, Coach? Hey, how you doing, man? Very good. Uh, today, Coach, I want to talk about the pain of business and the the pain of an entrepreneur inside of that kind of journey and how they just lack in in understanding problems, understanding where they're at and where, where it becomes, where do they get lost? Where do they lose the love for it? And, um, you know, mostly it starts with the problem. Yeah, just don't see a fucking problem in their business or they think it's going well and they're lying to themselves. And there's always this this lie that everything's fine, but the fucking thing is burning down. Beautiful. Um, I think one of the things we need to clarify out of the gate is that, <clears throat> you know, when we talk about business, we talk about the ability of a man to produce. Yeah. Uh, so let's that put that uh, straightforward. Like um, we're not here to talk. This is not a business talk. This is not a business show, although it has everything to do with the line of work you're in. It has everything to do with what you are being given in your stewardship to produce, to produce for your family, to produce for those that work for you, to produce for those that you impact their lives, your clients and partners and vendors and so on and so on and the entire ecosystem. So let's let's roll back and let's look at a, the, the ability of a man to be to be a producer. Well, the ability of a man to be a producer, it requires a man that fucking works. Period. Works. Right. So if you're currently working at aisle 14 in Home Depot, you're working. If you're currently running a multi-billion dollar company and you're in, responsible for, you know, uh, five million people uh, that you're working, uh, it, the, the, the work remains the actual foundation of the requirement for production. So if you're not working right now, yeah, like, this does not apply to you. Yeah. If you're if you're collecting the government's check, if you're somewhere in the forest and, and waiting for Krishna to come and put oil on your nipple and, and, and bring you prosperity, if you're jerking off with Bitcoin and the possibility of future money and all this kind of bullshit right now, and if you're actually mooching on your parents or somebody else, uh, you're not working. And therefore, I don't know what it, what even to call you. I don't even have to call you a man. At, at this point, you might as well fucking cut your penis and cut yourself whatever you want to cut, call yourself nowadays. So let's, let's just make that very clear that we're talking about business mean a man that is willing to work. What about what about the bullshit of, of men talking about uh Money is the root of all evil, or which is basically producing is in the root. root. That, that's down in the rabbit hole. We're gonna get there. There's a, that, that's that's your that that's the people that can't actually produce money, that can't actually touch money, and they say that's the root of the evil. To some extent, they're absolutely right. Yes. Money is an idol, but so is pussy. And so you combine together money and pussy become the biggest idol. And if you have them, you idolize them. And if you don't, you idolize a man that tells you how to get them. That's the problem. 
Yeah. You, you go down that rabbit hole right away and find yourself in idolization when in reality, it's all about production and also making sure you keep hold of what you're producing. Right. And that's what we've always talked about. Yeah. I mean, there's an absolute confusion between a man's vision and God's provision. That, that is that is the confusion of all time where man trying to force and equal this, his vision is equal God's provision. And that's where the problem of money comes in. The problem of money comes in when man is trying to enforce his vision and attach it to God's provision, whether he realizes or not. And then the reality is that God's provision has nothing to do with your fucking vision. It's like, it's, it's like when they, when you go on a journey and it's not really your journey. This is not, you know, this is, this is not what your calling is, but you force it because that's what you want it to be. Or you label it your journey. It's yeah. not yours. <laughs> it's not, and it's not, it's not. And, and, and where, where I get, it, I see a lot of, a lot of men, they, they talk about the art of the start, right. you know, like, oh, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, I want to get it going. And then they fall on their ass. I mean, there's the art of start, but, but what oftentimes pushes a man for the art of tired it is this self-glorified story of my purpose my vision of my journey uh let, let us just strip all those ranking down to yeah. there is one dominant story in a human story and the dominant story is god's story and god's glory period everything else is a secondary attachment to it your journey has to be part of that your journey has to be part of the dominant story you can't have your independent journey that doesn't work that way you can but you'll be a delusional guy thinking that that's the truth until you find a point where you recognize that no it is part of god's creation unless you decide that you're god in the mirror and you choose to say well i create whatever i want no you don't create whatever you want. You you build and you create for whatever has been available and you discover. So you what you what you created is actually what you discovered God has created. So science is truly discovering what God has already created. And that includes cell phone, technology, airplane. All this has already been created and we just discovered it. What I mean by all this has been created? Well, the raw material for it has been created. Yeah. And and it has been thought and then we discovered it, but we'd like to take the glory. So we we need to we need to uh, take off the rankings of I did this. I built this motherfucker. I created this. No, no, no. Humble yourself, come back to if you are doing this today because it was ordained for you to do it. Whatever it is that you're doing, aisle 14 at Home Depot or running a $5 billion company, it, it's not that you build it, it's that you were given the stewardship to be in that position. That changes the perspective. So when we filter that, now we're filtering the audience that is listening to us because this is not a message for uh, somebody that wants to glorify themselves in their business. I mean, there are plenty of guys that talk about that, and you can go and listen to that, and most probably it's going to resonate with you because they have a men-centric point of view. But business for us demands a God-centric point of view, and that God-centric point of view involves money. And so, no, it's not the root of evil. Man is the root of all fucking evil. 
Well, what about the men that are listening in regards to they, they, when you're talking about stripping away the hierarchy, right? Where society values more of a, of obviously a doctor is pretty important, but you know, they, they value a lawyer, they file, they value a politician, they value all this other bullshit where those that are in other positions are just important, like a teacher, a firefighter, or those that are in service as well. And yet, the, the, the payroll is completely flipped and the value of when you talk to somebody, you're like, oh shit, you're a stockbroker. Well, no, fuck. I'd rather meet a teacher than a stockbroker because I know that they're shepherding kids and they're helping them along in this journey. Like how, how do you strip yourself away from that and be okay with, okay, well, fuck, I, this is ordained. God made me a teacher. Yeah. I mean, a very good example. I mean, absolutely an example that applies to all of us. Uh, and it comes all the way down to idolizing uh, the things that we want through somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I remember myself back in the oil and gas day. I've, I've, I've just became obsessed with collecting business cards of so-called executive peoples in oil and gas. And what you're talking about, it's exactly what I've done. Like I literally remembered 15 years ago, this is what I was doing. I was, I was categorizing the business cards. Everybody that was an executive, vice president, uh, an executive in oil and gas company, they would go in a separate box. <laughs> Everybody else would get thrown in some other guy, some other box. So I had, at one point, I believe I had close to maybe 5,000 business cards. And, and you know, people of positions, I would just, you know, have them piled up and wrap them up with, with uh, elastics. And I had a corner in one of my drawers for them. Um, and I, from time to time, I would consult them. One of my, my activities in sales was just to review all these people that I met over the years and then, and then recognize where I am today in, in relation to that company, which I met two years ago. And I would send an email. I would ask for, and it worked pretty well because I would ask for, you know, here's what I do. Here's what, what's going on. And here's what we're doing today. And I would ask for a reference or maybe an opportunity to meet and so on. And it was a pretty good system, but I specifically remember that I had a, that I had a box, like a wood box for the executive cards. And so I would treat them different. And that comes back yeah. exactly to your point. And so what does that is just a, it, it, it's not a, it's not a, a profession issue. You know, it's not that some person is a vice president. The other person is, um, you know, a, uh, an entry level person. Um, it, it's, there's no, there's no problem with the structure of a hierarchy of the position itself or different people such as doctors or, or engineers that have actually a civil title. Right. There's, there's nothing wrong with a a, 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 a a person that represents the government and has a ranking within the uh, the uh, the structure organized by the government. It's not a problem of the structure. It's a problem of the character. It's a problem of idolization. It's a problem of insecurity of the man. So why did I why did I preserve the vice president cards? Because of my own insecurity, thinking that they would be the one signing off the deals. They And boy, was I wrong because as I looked at it, not one deal was ever, 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 ever backed or done by all these cards. It was always from the guys that were able to introduce me to somebody. It always initiated with them. But I had the mentality then that it's a top-down level approach. And I was told that by the people that I worked for at that time. Hey, this is the wrong thinking, right? The wrong thinking. One wrong teacher taught another one. And that was, it's a top-down approach. 
the top, if you convince the top, it will tell the bottom what to do. I, I mean, that's an illusion because why would the top meet with a bottom person like me? That's another thing. What about the desire of that vice president? If that's true, that means that desire of vice president for him is to also meet with top people. So what goes around comes around and to be a victim in it, it's just a matter of character and understanding. At the end of the day, it's a man with a profession, period. Yeah, and, and when we're taught at such a young age from the beginning, we're taught to idolize. We're taught to idolize athletes. We're taught to idolize, you know, adults and idolize fucking people who make money. And, and all of a sudden we become in this like worldly possession yes. instead of more of hunting for that God connection. And, and the further I find myself going into this other connection, the less I give a shit about these worldly possessions. That is so true. I mean, we as men, we grew up being, I mean, this is, this is just a story of time. As men, we go, grow up being needy and protective of two things, resources and females, right? So resources contains money and everything that we can possess. And so is female because, you know, that's, that's, our, that, that's another form of possession. Uh, and so we become protective of that. And in that process, we idolize. We there are so many men today that idolize their 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 wife and, and therefore uh, they don't have an open, honest relationship uh, and they don't know their place in their marriage. They don't understand as a result of it, their wife doesn't know their place in the marriage. And it's a shit show. It's a place of idolatry and dominance. It's the place where the God uh, where where the wife says everything. And now we do everything for the wife is a place that I absolutely need my wife and I have no character without her. It's a place that I will never be OK without her. If this, if that just fucking kicked you in the dick and that bothered you, the fact that coach just brought up the fact that you're idolizing your wife, just go to warriorweek.com and fill out the application. Cause the reality of it is that you're, you're in a relationship. That's not, that's not real and present. You're, you're not paying attention to what the fuck's happening. And, and, and we have zero ranking in society to be able to point that other than we are simply talking about an experience of nine years over 3,500 people that graduated from Warrior Week and over 50,000 people that came into this conversation of how do I tell the truth to my wife and my kids? So if you want data that this is the real time data of nine years of being in the in, in the business of uh, uh, not telling the fucking truth and, and, and dealing with men that are constantly lying. And but that's the business that we're in. Yeah, that's that's the gate, right? The gate, the gate. The gatekeeper is the truth. And then to stop talking, stop fucking telling a lie and then doing the shit you say you're going to do. I love that in the intro when it talks about just do the shit you say you're going to do. And in fucking business, people don't do the shit they say they're going to do. And 100 percent. And again, we're not preaching this from a place of, you know, standing on a stage and pointing a finger at you. We are just repeating the pain that we witness in the field. And the pain is I fucked up. I told lies. I never I, I never did the shit that I said I'm going to do that over and over and over and over is the same message. I didn't do the shit that I said I'm going to do. Sometimes they put a, a nuance on it that makes it even more intensive. And they say, I didn't shit this. I didn't do the shit that I said I'm going to do when I said I'm going to do it because <laughs> some of them get away with. I didn't I didn't I didn't do the shit that I said I'm going to do. However, I did it a year later. And now when it comes more intense, it's like. I didn't do the shit I said I'm going to do when I said I'm going to do it. And like, there's no escaping that statement. 
Well, and, and there's no escaping that I'm still going to fucking lie. I'm a fucking man. I'm a human. I'm going to fucking lie. The difference now is that I can catch the fucking lie. Mm. I'll have a conversation with somebody and be talking about numbers and I'll, I'll exaggerate the number and I'll be like, Hey, you know what? That's a lie. The actual real number is this. And they're like, no, I get what you're saying. You're like, and I'm like, no, it's a fucking lie. That's right. <laughs> like it's, it's, I want to tell you the truth because if not, the basis of our conversation is bullshit. So when you become accountable to God and when you become accountable to the truth, then you are doing this thing that is beautiful. And if you're not doing it, it's because you're not accountable to God. You're accountable to some other form of God, some kind of God created in your imagination or somebody else's. But truly, when you are accountable to the one God, to the holy God, and that is the following, that you track and trace your lies. How do you do that? Well, just like a GPS that tracks a car and moves around and you know in real time where that is, tracking what comes out of your fucking mouth is a process of constantly being aware of what comes out of your mouth. Sometimes it comes out and you catch it. Yeah. And sometimes it goes out and, and hours later, you're able to reflect about it and know that, oh, okay, that was a lie. Most of the time, it comes out only to go into your ear, meaning most of the time you're telling yourself a lie. And that's the definition of a story. And that requires self-examination and that requires reflection. And that requires a tool that breaks the story for you not to believe so, uh, to a lie. Because that's the, that's the inner dialogue that most men, businessmen, men that produce, men that work, deal with. Which is the biggest lie they're telling himself. And that dialogue is constantly produced from their mouth to their own ears. And, and when that becomes a, a place where you actually accept, tolerate, and promote your own lies, then you're not accountable to your uh, to the, nobody except yourself. You're accountable to the man that you see in the mirror, and basically that man has become God. And so if that's the case, then you're not going to be able to track and trace your lies until it gets to a point where the guilt of lying is so hard that after so many years, you now recognize that you lied. Uh-uh. Tracking mean in real time. Tracing also mean being accountable to a God who's going to count every single word of yours and is going to be a scroll in the day of judgment and say, hey, bro, this is everything that you said. So if you keep that in mind, that every single word that comes out of your mouth, out of my mouth, is being tracked and traced, your chances of surviving in the land of liars is higher. Uh, basically, in the land of liars, the one-eyed man is a king. So if you got one eye, right, track and trace, you're a king in the land of liars where everybody's is, their eyes is closed. <laughs> well, it's, it's fucked up, too, because the tracking and tracing really just tells you immediately that this is a parable skill, mm -hmm. if you, a perishable skill. If you don't fucking work on this and, and constantly investigate, the, the lie comes back. You believe the lie. You believe the story. And then you don't catch it anymore. And then you're right back fucking where you were. But if you sat there and started realizing, okay, hey, I'm telling the truth, I'm, I'm tracking and tracing, and if this is a fucking daily, hourly, momently thing, like, fuck, it's real work. Yeah, and it often starts by tracking. When you give up tracking, when your technology for tracking is too old, or when your stories and excuses for tracking is, I don't see the purpose, then guess what, bro? Ain't no way you can trace. It's being traced by God, but you're not you're not aware that it's being, and so therefore you're not accountable to God, so therefore you do whatever the fuck you want to do, man. And that's the problem we have in society with men right now. Men do whatever the fuck they want to without being accountable to God, and they don't recognize that that's a fucking problem. Why? Because they don't trace. They have no trace of the lies.
Why? Because they don't track their lies. A man that tracks his lies is aware fully of the trace. <laughs> and when, when, when he understands that that trace is held by God, then he begins to fear God. And that's why we have a bunch of fucking liars right now in the world, not just in our society here in North America, in the world. We have more liars than we ever had, ever, ever. The number of liars are just more and more and more and more. And that is because there's a lack of tracking. Because the tracking devices today is, hey, that's my truth. That's your truth. You know, as long as you don't invade mine, we're good. No, we're not good. We're, we're pretending to be good. Oh, it's generational. It's fucking generational. It's very easy to say, okay, hey, you know what? I'm telling the truth. And then and you don't teach that to your kids to tell the truth. And you're not telling yourself the truth. Then they fucking start to lie. And that's why we have the most liars that we've ever had right now is because it's been generational. It's it's like what we've talked about before. In the past, you would go to another village. You'd be like, hey, where are you from? I'm from somewhere over there. You just fucking believed it because everybody was truthful. Then at some point, that fucking went away. The lie became a generational, no different than than fucking abusing, no different than fucking molestation, no different. The, the, the fact that men cannot fucking tell the truth is a problem. And we have to recognize that that's where we go by nature. Naturally, me and you and everybody else listening to this, we are liars. We go to a place of lying. That's what we do. That's our nature. And that's what we have. That, lying was the first sin. And ever since that, it has been there. There's nothing that we can do that will move away that, that, that infection, that, that sin. It is part of humanity. It is part of humanity. And not to be aware of it and ignore it is to live in a delusional reality. And so once you recognize that the default place where a man can end up, it's in a, uh, being a liar. Uh, then you know what you're dealing with. And what you're dealing with is a man that absolutely needs some kind of track and tracing, absolutely needs some kind of uh, God-centric point of view to hold himself accountable to a center. Without a center, we'll have multiple circles. But with one center at God in the middle, you'll have one giant circle with with each of us are now accountable to that. And we are all at different distance from the center, but at least we're in the circle without that center. Now you have an endless, endless amount of circles that could be created. And that's subjectivity. Yeah. And then, and then you, that's, that's where you start tracking and tracing. You start telling the truth. Then you, then you're able to start actually producing. Mm -hmm. Then now you become productive. Now, if, if you're not, you're fucking truthful with yourself and you kick yourself in the dick and you start fucking working and you produce for your family, right? For those that are shepherd around you. Cause so many times men run from that too. They get so scared to produce because, oh, I'm going to fail or, or they find themselves in this fear state where it slows them down. And then really they don't evaluate the problem. So when we think of a problem, coach, I remember you talked about, um, an elevator, an elevator that was broken. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, I do. I fucking love that example of, of the problem and how people that we deal with or even in ourselves will frame us with a fucking problem. And yet that will stonewall and slow down our fucking business. Absolutely. You know, as, as we be, as we bring ourselves to the topic of today's conversation, we needed to go to look at the, the source of the problem. The source of the problem is naturally we lie. Mm 
as men. So if naturally we lie as men, that means naturally we lie as men in our marriage, naturally we lie as men in our fatherhood, naturally we lie as men in our business. And actually, naturally we lie in our capacity and ability to produce. That's ultimately where we're at. And, and in order to truly produce, in order to be in God's provision circle, not man's vision, this is what takes place, right? With God at the center, the root being the truth will by necessity demand the fruit of our work. Meaning that a man that is God-centric will have, will have results and production in his life ordained by God's provision Period. But the fight is, I want my vision. I want what's in my vision. And, and that's a carrot. That's a carrot that other men will throw at you. Some men bite. Most of men would bite. And there are some that are so grounded to the root of truth that that, that, that doesn't affect them at all. And so uh, those that are affected by it, they don't know what the problem is. And those that are rooted in the center of God's truth, they understand that the problem is man. It's not a good man. It's not a bad man. It's a fallen man. And what's a fallen? It's a man that lies. It's a man that by default goes to lying. It's a man that knows lying. It's a man's nature that calls him to lie. And there's nothing he can do about it other than asking God to intervene. And that's what God did, intervene. The problem couldn't be solved. And God put himself and brought himself down, put, put, put his son on this planet and, and, and buried all the sins and all the lying of then and now and in the future. He carried all those sins. He's paid for them on the cross, not only physically, but he took the wrath of God for three, four hours, nonstop, unimaginable. He did that so that God's justice that says, hey, man, I'm going to punish you because you lied is now fulfilled. Not only that, that brought a debt to zero, right? So we were negative, now we're at zero, but we know that we have to be positive in front of God. So he added all his righteousness, all his positivity to us then. So now we can go back with God and that makes God happy. And that's God's glory as far as we know. To glorify God is apparently to have a fucking liar like me or you that believed in his son that saved us to be back with him and happy with him. Well, that's the ultimate production. Yeah. Everything else, everything else is a nice to have. Meanwhile, we found that. Hey man, if you find that, you already found the key of the kingdom. I don't know what else you want. Lamborghini cars, the money, and all this is just God's provision while you are there and while you find that out. Because the real treasure is God. Yeah. <laughs> the real production we produce for him, for his glory. We come back to the main story, which is what the main story is that the dominant story of God is God's glory. As much as we understand it or as much as we don't know about it, it doesn't matter. That's what it is. So ultimately, to the example of the elevator is, is simple. It was the example of the elevator was, you know, this guy comes in and um, this guy comes in and he says, uh, he says, boss, uh, uh, the, you know, the boss being the, the guy that is uh, the, the, the owner of the building. Um, the maintenance guys comes in and say, Hey man, we have a, we have a elevator problem. Um, we have tenants and people, clients, everybody's coming to see us and uh, they're telling us that is uh, very slow. 
And uh, that this has become over six months, seven months now. It's a pain. It's a pain for the businesses. It's a pain for clients. We absolutely need to change the elevator. And so the boss goes ahead and listens to a man which had the title of being the maintenance guy, whom listened to other men who were clients, who were people that lived in the building, who were tenants. <clears throat> and based on all these man-made opinions, uh, they made a decision to repair this. And they went on and the repair took over nine months and over $2 million in budget. And, and you know, they ran into evacuation of the building for some period of time. Many businesses couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, perform their businesses because the buildings were down and, you know, the tragic story continues. Um, and, and, and once it was finalized, uh, you know, uh, the tenant invited his friend one day and they wanted to have a conversation. Friends comes in and uh, not the tenant, sorry, the boss told the guy, Hey, hey man, it, you know, I had this problem. It cost me $2 million and so on and so on. Well, that's funny. I had the same problem um, in my building and it literally cost me $300 and uh, a day. <laughs> And we solved the problem. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, we found out that, you know, uh, putting mirrors in the elevator actually occupies the people and those that are impatient and those that are uh, angry and those that are that are that that are just mad because of life. Don't blame it on the elevator. And so they're able to look at themselves and keep themselves occupied. And by having that in front of the elevator, that allows them to be patient. And we solved that problem. We solved that complaint. It cost us a couple of mirrors in front of the elevators. And that was about, you know, $300 in a day. And that's just to say that the, the perspective on the problem amplifies as if one idiot starts telling another one and it finally gets to a point where so many people have suffered, so much money has gone to place because of the wrong perspective that was distributed. And and there was real no no investigation. You just took someone's word on it, and then you moved fucking forward on it. And next thing you know, you're a couple million dollars in the hole when it was just a three hundred dollar problem to be fixed. You took a guru's word. <laughs> you know, and, and it also comes down to resources, right? Like, what is the resource? Well, the resource of being able to just evaluate and investigate the problem, and and not not just jump on it. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs. They don't want to look at their business as a problem. They don't want to look at their their cash flow as a problem. And I know that's getting a little bit business heavy, but it's just that they don't want to know the truth of it. That's it. The, 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 the problem of a business owner, of an entrepreneur, is that they don't want to find the truth within the business. And when they find it, they hesitate telling the truth. I mean, come on, man. Take take an example of taxes. It's the best yes, example. That was my next one. It's the best example. It's just you don't want to find out the truth, and therefore you don't want to take care of the lies that exist in the business. When business owners cleanse their businesses from lies, it's a natural production. It's a natural environment to produce and increase. When salespeople clean away all the false promises and the bullshit and the lies, it becomes a clean transaction. It becomes a transaction mode that can be trusted over and over, not one time. Everything is about the truth. In fact, we have we have so much content and courses around uh, sales and training when it comes to uh, the methodology of selling by truth. Everybody else wants to, to give you the gimmicks and the and the tips and the scripts and the tricks and how to deal with the objects and all these things and sell. Put all that aside. The foundation that is required to sell is the truth. And, and uh, the reality is liars will buy from liars. 
So rare are liars that will buy from a truthful person. But when you tell the truth, you actually have the opportunity. You have the opportunity and hoping that God will change their heart. So if you tell the truth and God changes their heart, now a liar becomes a buyer. And that's and that's really what it comes down to. And that's today's really actionable item in regards to, you know, what is the biggest lie that you're telling yourself today? What is the biggest lie that you're telling yourself in your business today? So that would be if, if you're there and you're thinking about your business and you're worried about finances and you're worried about how your business is doing and production and that, look at yourself, look in the mirror and ask yourself that question today. That's something that's something that's going to be very heavy, yet very needed for your business to be productive moving forward. Beautiful. Coach, thank you. And then again, if this resonated with you, share it. If you know somebody that's fucking up in business and is struggling with the truth inside their business, send this to them. Always we have warriorweeknow.com with many, many podcasts on there. And then also too, the application is on warriorweek.com and then follow us on social media. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Quit on your wife. Quit on your kids. Quit on your desires. It's okay to be okay. Manually putting the fucking blindfold on yourself. Tonight, you're gonna find out what power is.